welcome to the HR Sessions podcast. I'm Holly Reeser. And I'm Sydney Evans. Um, today we are joined by Senior Partner of Human Resource Development for Centier Bank, Chrisanne Kreis. Thank you so much, so much, Chrisanne, for being on our podcast today. We oh my are, gosh, I'm honored. We are really, really happy to have you. I say I know it's been um, a little bit since we've like talked and you know in person over the phone. Um, I say I met Chrisanne. I think it was like two years ago, my sophomore year. Um, my roommate's dad actually works um, in HR in South Bend, and he connected me with Chrisanne and. I got to, you know, tour sent to your bank. We talked all things HR and, you know, since then she's kind of been like a mentor to me. So that's Aww. why I'm just so thrilled to have her today because I know she has a ton of experience and it's just overall great to talk to. So let's go ahead and get started. So, um, Christian, how long have you been working at Centier? It'll be 25 years this fall. I, I can't believe wow. it. I, I never thought I would work for one company this long. I thought, well, that's going to be boring. You know, my parents did that and yeah. never thought I would. But here I am. You know, when you work for such a fantastic place, uh, sometimes you don't want to leave. And that was my case. That's insane. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I know it's a long time. And then from what I recall, like a lot of people work there for like 30, 40 years, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we have about 8% turnover, but we have so many people. We have a quarter century club and we have so many people in that. So that's 25 plus years. And um, it's just unbelievable every year when we announce our 10 years and 15, 20, like how many people are in those groups. Wow. I feel like that's so fun, especially like being like in HR, because obviously that's one of like, kind of your goals is to like keep people around. So that's super exciting. Um, and another question is kind of, you know, what do you think sets Centier apart? Like, why do you think employees stay for like 25, 30 years? Well, I think because we focus on our associates first. So a lot of companies, you know, especially public companies, they have to take care of their shareholders, right? And mm -hmm. so everything's about stock value and shareholders. Well, we're a private company and we uh, and this is not rocket science, but we realize that when you put your people first, they'll take care of the rest. And so that's been our MO all along is if you look at our org chart, our associates are on top and then our clients and then the rest of um, the bank. And actually our shareholders and our owners are at the very bottom of the chart. Oh. And that's not just a you know marketing visual. This is how we, we live. And so we are constantly focused year after year of how do we remain a best place to work in the eyes of our associates, whether we win an award for it or not. Like, you know, if our associates are, are rating us and evaluating how we're treating them as an employer, um, how can we be the best place they've ever worked? And the other thing I think is important is we realize that some people don't want to stay at one place forever, like I mentioned with my 25 years here. So, mm -hmm. and we're okay with that. We just want to make sure however long you're here, that it's one of the best experiences you've ever had. And if you decide to leave after two years or five years or whatever that number is, then how can we have helped you be stronger and maybe learning some things from, from our culture that you can take and apply at your next employer. 
So we just want you to leave feeling that this was a valuable experience and really one of the best of your careers. Yeah, that's fantastic. And Chrisanne, I know this is the first time that we are kind of meeting over the phone. Um, so again, it's so wonderful to have you here in uh, a nice virtual meeting. <laughs> um, but this kind of applies to Centier and more of, um, you know, just any companies nowadays. Do you anticipate generational differences to affect retention? I know that I've heard a lot in my classes that, um, and just from people that I've spoken with, um, it seems more people are kind of hopping from job to job in about two to three years. And it seems that's happening more with um, our generation. Do you see that um, coming in the future years for, for both Centier and other companies? Yeah, we're prepared for that. And again, that's not something that we're um, going to be sad about. It, it's We're trying to bring as much development and career progression as possible for those in, you know, the millennials, Gen Zs, and even looking at Gen Alpha, you know, what their needs are from tech, from career progression, and how can we, you know, give them what they need, and how can we build it now for future years. So that's something definitely on the forefront of our minds. Um, but I think you're supposed to be doing that anyway. <laughs> you know, we're not just focused on the, the generations to come, but we're also yeah. looking at those that might be closing, uh, getting close to retirement, and how can we make that experience great for them. So we don't want to just focus on the newbies coming in. We really want to focus on what is the, the makeup of our associate base and we call our employees associates, what's the makeup of our base and how do we provide their needs? And, you know, how do we engage with them to learn more about, um, you know, what their needs are today, where they might've started with us 20 years ago and had very different needs. So we're constantly yeah. learning from our associates and then coming up with strategies to, to keep them happy in here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I so say that's awesome. I feel like you guys have a very like genuine approach when it comes to like your employee employees, like you genuinely, you know, want them, like you said, you know, to have a good time while they're here. And if they, you know, leave in two years and that's okay, mm -hmm. you've kind of done everything you can, you know, to teach them and, you know, to have them be better when they leave. So I think that's so great because I think sometimes companies are a little too focused on like metrics and, you know, meeting goals and like, you know, don't leave because we don't want our numbers to be bad, but more like you know don't leave because you're you know an awesome human and you're doing so great so it's right. really refreshing um to hear well and if they leave maybe they yeah. come back you know we have a lot of rehires here <laughs> or they might refer on somebody right that they know like hey i had this great experience you should check Centier out so um that's real important to us is just uh to leave them in a good spot and and hopefully we see them again yeah that's great so shifting over into more of like what you do um, in your role at Centier Bank, can you kind of give us like an overview of your role currently? Okay, right. Um, so I'm considered a senior partner here. So mm -hmm. I am a member of senior management. And so human resources, talent development, and some of our risk areas fall under me right now. And so my day is very diverse. Um, I still deal a lot with HR matters, you know, especially in the pandemic, and we're really focused on um, 
diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts right now. So I work with our HR director on a lot of HR matters. Um, but I meet regularly really with all of our teams so that I'm supplying them the, the knowledge and support that they need uh, for all of their responsibilities. And I also, as a member of senior management, we talk a lot about strategic goals and objectives and you know what is on our plate that week that we need to discuss. Um, so it's really great being in a position where I still have my, my hands in HR, which is where I grew up um, and have my, my love. Um, and knowing that you know when you're in HR, you're over the biggest asset and the biggest expense for a company. And so there's a lot of uh, intention that has to be put into managing that area. So it really needs everyone, you know, everyone really has HR responsibilities, especially if you're in management, it doesn't matter yeah. if you're in HR or out of HR, you're still doing HR. And so, um, you know, again, because of that being my love um, and because of it be culture being really the, the biggest focus for the bank, I'm still very actively involved in day-to-day -day matters around HR. Yeah, that's incredible. And that's a great way um, and perspective to put HR into um, and the importance in it. So how did you get into HR? Um, it was, I guess, a fluke or you could call it fate. Um, I didn't even know HR existed because back when I was in college, um, I, I was at Ball State, um, met a guy up here, moved back to Northwest Indiana. I grew up in East Chicago and um, then was in uh, hospitality, which was back then called restaurant hotel and institutional management to hospitality. And thought, okay, I'm going to run a hotel someday. That's what I really want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, while working at a hotel in Merrillville, Indiana, um, I came across the HR director and he actually used me as a college student to help him with a turnover project. They had over 300% turnover and he, oh he, he needed help. You know, a lot of times HR departments are small departments. So he was looking for an extra set of hands to help with this project. And so he asked me to join him. And as I was working with him, I was like, what, what is this thing that you do, this HR thing? And mm -hmm. as I learned more about his job, I thought like the light bulb, you know, that, that <laughs> the clouds parted and I just knew that's what I was meant to do. I just didn't know it existed. And so I took as many classes as I could that had an HR type of theme to them. And then when I graduated, um, cold turkey, I left and said, all right, I've got to find a job in HR. And he actually said, Chrisanne, you don't have any experience. You don't have a degree. Good luck. <laughs> and um, I networked through SHRM, through the local SHRM chapter and found uh, an HR person who um, had an opening coming up because somebody was getting married and moving away. And um, again, as fate would have it, uh, they interviewed me. I had zero competition because the position was never posted. And they, they hired me on and it was an entry level HR position. And, um, and that's one of my recommendations, like, you know, don't, graduate and think, oh, I should be doing this because I have my degree now. Just be willing to learn everything and anything you can about HR. Um, 
I didn't even like talking in front of people. And I remember them saying, well, you're going to have to conduct orientation and, you know, present in front of a group of people. And I thought, what? Like, I, I, that. Like, I wish you had told me that I wouldn't have accepted the job. So you have to face your fears and think like, I never thought I would be doing this. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to try it and make the most of it. And um, that was what got me into HR. And I learned a lot from the ground up. That's fantastic. And that's interesting. You pointed out that you were networking um, with SHRM and our past guest, Kristen, also mentioned that she is a SHRM member. So can you kind of explain to um, the audience about how important it is to get into SHRM and kind of how students can get involved to create uh, a larger network for them? Yeah, networking is where it all is, um, putting yourself out there, because just think about the traditional way of applying. If you go on to say I, Indeed or LinkedIn, you know, you're one of probably hundreds of candidates for that job. And HR is difficult to get into because people don't leave. So the, the opportunities aren't as plentiful as some of the higher turnover types of industries. So SHRM is one of those, like, these are your people. <laughs> these are the people that you're hoping to be. And um, sometimes I think you could be really almost too professional and not as approachable if you go into it thinking, you know, like, I'm a, you know, college student and I'm hoping to have a career in HR. And, you know, you're trying to be polished and professional. HR people tend to be down to earth people. And so we want to talk to you like a real person. And so my approach when I first got a job was to basically beg and plead. <laughs> I just need someone to give me a chance. I understand I have zero experience and I don't have a degree in HR, but I'm just, I want you to understand how badly I want to do this. Like, I know I'm meant to be in HR and I just need someone to take a chance on me. And they did. And so I think when you show your vulnerabilities and you connect with other uh, people that have kind of been in your shoes, they've, they've worked college students too. They were looking for a job. Then you become relatable and they want to help you. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they don't have a job, but maybe you can say, can you give me some career advice? Um, you know, what worked for you when you were in my shoes? Do you know of any colleagues that are going to be hiring? Um, because again, it may not be hiring today, but you might be able to get your foot in before everyone else is applying for that same job. So, you know, getting advice, HR people love to share. And so yes. <laughs> leaning on them to help you um, learn more and, and hopefully leverage yourself to be able to uh, be in a position of um, getting a job before everyone else is applying for it. Mm -hmm. So after okay. hearing this, everyone, make sure you look <laughs> for a sure member, connect with them, network. Um, it's all over their LinkedIn and just make sure to utilize that tool as well. The other thing with SHRM real quickly is there's a lot of opportunities to be on committees. So mm -hmm. you're not necessarily having to commit to a lot of time, especially as a college student, you don't have a lot of extra time. But if you can volunteer to be on a committee, maybe it's the tech committee, maybe it's programs. Um, SHRM is always looking for volunteers and we want to be able to attract the younger generations, you know, what topics are going to be important to them. And so that's another way to intermingle with SHRM members is by serving on a committee and then you're working alongside um, them and they're getting to see you in action. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of ways um, to get involved because there's so many different like levels of SHRM. And um, I say the college students that are listening, I'm going to plug IU's Human Resource Association. That's a really great way to get started um, in the SHRM world. Um, I say this Thursday, yeah, Thursday, September 17th, there's actually a call out meeting from 630 to 730. So everyone should be there. Um, It's going to be a great year. But yeah, any level of SHRM is just so great to meet and meet new people and, you know, make those connections. Mm -hmm. So um, moving on to another question. So I think you kind of like touched on it, you know, 25 years ago, you know, people, I feel like HR wasn't, you know, as big as it is now. Do you think that HR was seen as strategic kind of when you first started or has it kind of changed over the years? Yeah, definitely not. And it was called like personnel um, years ago too. But definitely now I think um, companies are seeing that HR is a business partner. Like you can't do it without a good, strong HR team working behind you. You know, because again, think about it. If you don't have motivated employees that are engaged, that are um, talented, that, you know, can move the needle forward, then how are you going to achieve business success? You, you can't. <laughs> it all involves people. And so what HR does is HR shepherds the, the people. They're able to create the structure that attracts the best of the best, that retains the best of the best, and, you know, utilizes them, motivates them to be able to give their all to the company. So a lot of companies, thankfully, have seen that it's not just payroll and benefits. Like, this is um, a critical component to the business success is by having a strong team that, that can help shepherd your employees and, again, create that environment where they want to stay and grow. Okay. I see. Yeah. I love how like these days HR. So like for me with business, I was like, I want to be in a strategic role, but I don't, I don't, I guess I wasn't fully into like, you know, business management or, you know, stuff like that. So I love that HR is such a great combination of, you know, just, sorry, I can't think how to word it. It's a great combination of, you know, um, helping people out and like being genuine and personable, but then also like you're able to be strategic. So I love how it's changed over the years. Yeah. And one other thing is as Mm -hmm. HR, you know, you kind of have to be in the middle because if your employees feel like you're all company, like, oh, they're not going to listen to what I have to say, or I need to go and talk to an HR person, but I know they're going to side with management, then they're not going to come to you. And the reverse mm-hmm. is true. If, if, you know, your company management feels like, oh, gosh, all they do is have a bleeding heart for the employees, they're not thinking business minded, then yeah. you're not going to have the respect from them as a business partner. So, you know, you have to walk that that middle road. And it, it isn't easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but if you don't do it well, then you may not be seen as a serious partner to, you mm-hmm. know, again, to your employees or your company's management. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram, HR underscore sessions 2020. This is where we um, post on our Instagram stories. So if you want to ask questions for next time, make sure to go on there. Um, so our first question is actually from my little sister, Katie. Thanks, Katie, <laughs> for asking a question. I say uh. she is- She's a freshman at Ball State, actually, and she's studying HR as well. 
because she wants to be just like her big sister, of course. No. <laughs> She's not going to like that part, but I'm going to say it's <laughs> So <laughs> her question is, um, what's one thing you wish you had known when you be- began your career? Um, how hard it is. You know, <laughs> HR is not an, an easy field. You work a lot of long hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be mentally exhausted every single day um, if you do it right. Uh, I should say, because, you know, you're giving it your all, like you are just out there working so hard for all of the employees that are depending on you, for Mm -hmm. the company that needs you to be doing your job really effectively. So um, there's no like nine to five, whatever that means. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of long hours and weekends that you put into um, staying on the top of your game and you know, just doing all that's needed uh, for HR. Because remember, too, your your day is different every single day. You never know Mm -hmm. what's going to arise and who's going to need you. And so, you know, you can make a whole list of things that you need to accomplish that day and not get to any of them. And, you know, even that week, not get to (laughs) anything (laughs) that you had planned because of something that pops up. So I never realized it was going to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to be very uh, agile in HR to be able to go with the flow because um, it changes all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's yeah. good to know because Holly and I, she's graduating <laughs> in December and I'm graduating in May. So we're about mm-hmm. to start those long days. So mm-hmm. thank you, mm-hmm. yeah, for that. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you being transparent about that because um, I feel like HR is very rewarding despite the long hours because you're supporting mm-hmm. the most important thing in any company, which is the employees. So mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And we do have another question um, from Rachel Walsh. She has asked, why HR in the banking in- industry? And was there any particular draw to the field or was it more just about HR? Yeah, so funny enough, like I've never balanced my accounts. Um, I'm not good at math. <laughs> didn't really know much about banking. Didn't have any money to put in a bank. And so it's so funny that I am a senior partner. Like I have a seat at the table at this big, the largest private bank in the state of Indiana. Like I, I sometimes shake my head, like, how did this happen? <laughs> so um I was a client of Centier. Uh, Actually, my husband really was because, again, I really didn't care too much about um, banking. I didn't have money to to do much with banking. And so he had a small business and I would come to the bank with him a couple of times here and there. And I just really was like shocked about how nice everyone was. And they seemed like really happy in their jobs. And so one of those Saturdays, I came into a branch, the manager said, you know, Chrisanne, you're in HR, right? I said, yeah. And she says, we actually have an HR manager position open. You should apply like you would fit in so well here. (laughs) And so I did. And the rest is history. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, HR is needed everywhere in every industry and every walk of life. Um, And so that's that's the great thing is that your skills in HR could be transferred to any industry and be open to it because you just never know. Um, I've had such a rewarding career here 
And um, it has to be, though, with a company that cares about their people. Otherwise, HR is more of that that thing that we don't want, that that old personnel theme. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want to be a strategic business partner, you need to be with a company whose, whose leadership feels that HR is critical to their success. Mm-hmm. I feel like your answer really puts an emphasis on culture as well. Um, again, like you said, despite, you know, your knowledge um, before going into the banking industry, they seemed like you were a great fit. And again, focusing on leadership and management as well through your time there um, just really puts an emphasis on the culture and seeking that out in any company as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you see the big companies out there, you know, the Googles of the world, there's so much competition for top talent. So culture is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a good solid cut culture that's employee focused, then you're not going to be able to attract and retain the top talent out there. And your business isn't going to be as successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like when I'm like applying like to jobs or just looking at companies, I tend to look more just at like, yeah, their values and their mission. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't really know exactly what you do, or I don't know much about the industry. So um, yeah, if you're applying to jobs and stuff, I would I would suggest looking um, more at that. And every state has the best places to work, usually through mm-hmm. their cha- chamber of commerce. So check those companies out. There's big and small, lots of great companies, but um, the companies that try to... Um, be that type of an employer for their employees. And if they're fortunate to make the list, it's it's not easy to make the list, then they're doing some things right. And HR has to be a focus. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So check those companies out. Um, And again, there's, there's a lot of fantastic ones out there. Okay, so that is great advice. I will definitely be checking that out myself. (laughs) Good. But that is all we have today. So um, as I was saying earlier, make sure to follow us on our Instagram. Um, And also there's a Facebook group. It's Indie HR Professionals. Um, We post our links in there and then also on our Instagram. So make sure to check those out. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Chrisanne. We loved having you on here. Um, I say Holly and I, we learned so much from you. So, so everyone much. else can say the same. I say it's always really great talking to you. And I was glad we were able um, to catch up. Great. And if anyone ever wants to connect with me, LinkedIn, um, I'm out there. So if you want to talk privately or I can do anything to help you in your studies or your career, just um, know that's important for me to be able to give back and support others. So so come out and reach out to me. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, definitely reach out to Chris Ann. She's so great um, to have, you know, someone to talk to um, and get advice from. But yeah, that is all we have. So um, make sure to um, look out for our next episode. Um, It's with Tiffany Hackett, who works in talent acquisition for Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. That will be out um, on Friday this week. So, hey, thank you so much, Chrisanne. Okay, thank you, Holly and Sydney. Good luck to you both. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You as well. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.